Islamic propaganda a blatant threat and published last year. Hamas gunmen training on motorized paragliders. They also showed meticulous planning for fighting in built-up areas, all an historic failure of Israeli intelligence. Hamas videos of the start of their assaults from Gaza were published within hours of its launch. Once a branch of the Muslim Brotherhood, Hamas, a Sunni movement, won Palestinian elections in 2006 on a platform of social reform and resistance to Israel. Riven by corruption and incompetence, rivals Fatah launched attacks immediately against the movement, which denies the right of Israel to exist at all. In the end, Hamas won control of Gaza. And its grip on the enclave of around two million people tightened as Israel and Egypt largely sealed it off, causing intense humanitarian problems. Hamas responded with waves of rocket attacks against Israel that got worse as the years went by. Israel counterattacked from the air and with ground assaults that left thousands dead and Hamas still in charge. But Iran's influence has been key to Hamas's military power. The Iranians have trained Palestinian engineers in how to establish rocket manufacturing in Gaza. We know that the Iranians have um, provided product certain production equipment which you need for the production of solid propelling rockets to Gaza and to other places as well. Israel knows it must battle Hamas on its own turf in urban areas latticed with explosive traps and riddled with secret tunnels. And Hamas will draw on the experience of Iran-backed Hezbollah, which ravaged Israel's armor in 2006, all the while trying to protect the lives of at least 130 hostages that Hamas says they will kill if Israel's attacks continue. Dealing with violent groups backed by Iran, a country that's bent on destroying Israel and building a nuclear weapon that could do just that. Sam Kiley, CNN. Some perspective now from New York Times foreign affairs columnist Thomas Friedman, who's been covering the region and writing about it since the 1980s, whose best-selling account from Beirut to Jerusalem is considered required reading for students of the Middle East. Tom, why do you think this attack happened now? Why did Hamas choose to strike now? Was it divisions within Israel that they sense, the, the, the looming Saudi deal? I have to believe that the looming Saudi deal was a big factor in this because we're talking about something that would have been a fundamental geopolitical shift in the region. Saudi Arabia normalizing relations with Israel opens ties up between Israel and really the, the rest of the, of the Muslim world, possibly Indonesia, Malaysia. It would be a huge strategic shift. But more importantly, Anderson, it also would have had to have been done as part of a deal that would have, I think, strengthened the legitimacy of Hamas's arch rival, the Palestinian Authority in Ramallah, because that normalization between Israel and Saudi Arabia could only have been done if Israel also made concessions to the Palestinian Authority, giving it greater control over certain areas in the West Bank, administrative control, um, uh, putting some kind of freeze and settlements down, and, um, and basically reviving hopes for a two-state solution. So I think both of those were in play, and at the same time, I think it sensed that Israel was completely distracted by a needless uh, judicial coup inside, and the two came together, probably. Uh, the big question, of course, about uh, the level of Iran's involvement. Uh, you know, U.S. officials say they haven't seen a smoking gun, but certainly Iran supports Hamas, uh, Islamic Jihad, certainly. Yeah, I mean, again, no one, I think, has a smoking gun. But at the same time, um, 
Iran's overriding interest in uh, not seeing its two arch enemies, Israel and Saudi Arabia, forge an agreement together, um, uh, I think is, is really apparent there. Otherwise, the thing is even uh, beyond being barbaric, uh, even more senseless and stupid um, than, it, than, uh, than it appears. Uh, if Hamas just did this uh, on some fling um, for no apparent reason other than had the resources, um, it's now you know, visited just tremendous uh, destruction on, on itself, on Palestinians in Gaza, um, and maybe uh, lost um, uh, a strategic number of weapons that uh, it will it will hopefully you know never be able to threaten Israel again. So um, I can only believe it has something to do with that Iran uh, with that Saudi-Israel normalization deal. The Israeli government has called for a complete siege of of Gaza. Uh, Benjamin Netanyahu spoke today, did not specifically talk about a ground incursion, but certainly. That would seem to be in, in the cards, or a, certainly a, a strong p possibility. We all know that the the difficulties of that, the the inherent dangers in that. We know the international uh, outrage that will that will grow the 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 as conditions deteriorate in in Gaza and the civilian population suffers. Israel risks a lot by a ground invasion, not just in blood uh, of 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 their people, of their soldiers. Um, but also in, 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 in actually being able to, to get what they want. I mean, doesn't it, it can actually go in, in, it can actually play into the hands of Iran, can't it? Well, you know, in these kind of moments, Anderson, I always ask myself, um, and I'm sure Israel is asking itself, I hope it is, um, what does my enemy want? And then let's do exactly the opposite. So what do Israel's enemies want right now? Uh, Iran and Hezbollah and Hamas. They want Israel to occupy Gaza, get enmeshed in a um, uh, you know, door-to-door, house-to-house fighting there, um, uh, kill a lot of Palestinian civilians, um, uh, and completely erode the moral high ground um, that it has right now, which does have real value. That's what they want. Um, uh, they don't care less about their people. If they did, Hamas would have been governing Gaza in a completely different way. Um, uh, I hope that Israel can achieve its goals of uh, restoring its deterrence, getting its um, uh, hostages back, um, uh, but doing it in a way that is not going to play into the hands of Hamas. Um, these are hard calls, I recognize, but you, you don't want to underplay it, you don't want to overplay it. But I, I hope Israel... Uh, does not have to go into Gaza, um, and uh, or if it does, uh, doesn't go far or deep. Is it possible, though, for Israel to avoid going in, into Gaza? I mean, if if they want to stop Hamas's military capabilities moving forward from being able to do the same kind of attack, what other option is there? Well, I think that one of the things that Hamas has done, again, which um, uh, sort of leaves you wondering what, what they were thinking, uh, among many things, is that... Um, They've they've shown Israel every vulnerability it had in Gaza, um, and they they did that uh, for the purpose of inflicting you know uh, seven eight hundred civilian and military casualties on Israel. Um, uh, but um, now where are you, Hamas? How, how are you better off? How are the Palestinians of Gaza better off? But you've just shown Israel, I'm blessedly for Israel, that um, it had all these vulnerabilities. They will the Israelis will study this. They will close them. Um, uh, Hamas has now fired off a lot of weapons, also shown Israel what new missile technology it had. Um, so I, I think there's a lot of things that Israel can achieve in the long run that will leave Hamas much more weakened without um, uh, having to go in and try to 
reoccupy the place because um, if not, you know, there's, maybe there's only one thing worse than Hamas controlling Gaza, and that's nobody controlling Gaza or Israel having to control Gaza. And so, um, you know, this is this problem hasn't been insoluble for so many years for a reason. And, um, you know, I think this is a time for Israel to do deep thinking about how deep it gets in. I'm sure they are, but I think um, uh, this is a really, some critical decisions are going to be taken here. There are, I'm sure, plenty of civilians in Gaza who uh, oppose Hamas, who don't like the, the Hamas regime, and yet they don't really have anywhere to go. I mean, Israel, you know, the IDF will say go to other areas, but uh, it is so densely packed, it is very difficult for civilians in Gaza. And and that's why, you know, Anderson, some problems are, are kind of insoluble. Um, uh, unless Israel wants to completely occupy Gaza um, and nurture a completely different kind of uh, Palestinian government there, um, and stay there, um, uh, probably multiple generations it would take. Um, it's going to have to deal with some form, most likely, of, of Hamas. I think the point is to um, uh, put Hamas in a situation where uh, it can never do this kind of attack again, um, where it's on the defensive uh, in international circles, um, and, and is deterred. But uh, I think deterrence is, is the only outcome here. You're not going to remake Gaza. Um, uh, you know, the the notion of you know of completely transforming uh that situation through military means is just not going to happen 